This is Keep Me Free. With Myron Mael. <clears throat> you know, however long, whatever the length of time God gives you, you know, God gives out time. And I can only peep into this. I can't speak into it. I can only peep into it. God gives you time. He gives each individual that is birthed into this world a length of time. And I don't know what the proper equation is and I can't even approach even the proper answer. I can only say this, that the time that I have what am I going to do with it? The time that I have, what am I going to do with it? The time that I have, what am I going to do with it? And I'm talking to the born again believers. See, I'm not talking to the world. If you talk to the world, unfortunately, if you talk to believers, you're going to get a multi, you're going to get a lot of answers. If I talk to the world, I expect a lot of answers. If I talk to the born again believers, what answers should I get? See, we, we're talking about the commitment to the life. We're talking about a commitment to the ideology. To the ideology of your spirit. To the ideology of his spirit. See, God has an ideology. God has a belief system. Did you know that? Come on now. Let's run this around the block right now for a minute. You talk about your religion in the world and you worship this God and that person worship that God. You know that God has a religion. God has an ideology. God has a belief system. God has a belief system. You have a belief system and you live on earth where the almighty God got a belief system. He has something that he believes in. He has someone that he believes in. God has an ideology. God has a system. God has a belief system. God has a, a worship pattern. God has a relationship to himself. God has a, has a belief system. You know who, what God's belief system is? You know what God's belief system is? His relationship to himself. That's his belief system, see. How the Holy Spirit treats the word, treats the son, that's his belief system. How the father views the son, the word of God made flesh, that's the belief system, see. How they all interact and interact with one another on only just one accord, not just in an agreement, just not something that picked up the paper and said, I agree with that too, but in a flesh and blood relationship, 
in a flesh and blood relationship. There is a relationship to God, to himself, through the flesh and blood of Christ. Completing something in his mind, completing something in his heart, completing this idea, this understanding, this desire to know what it's like to fellowship with a human being, to know what it's like to fellowship with a man, to know what it's like to fellowship with a woman and sit down in a temple and sit down in a temple made of the flesh and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Almighty God desired to sit down in a temple. He needed some rest. He wanted some rest. He desired some rest and he decided to do it in a man and a woman that was his image and his likeness. God needed to rest from this rebellion. God, God's going to call a permanent time out. He's going to call a permanent. That's enough. He's going to call a permanent. It's over. But see, he got to do that as a proper representative of the flesh and the spirit. See, he got to fight on both fronts. At the same time, see, God has to fight on the physical front while fighting in the spiritual on our behalf at all times. See, you got a dual champion. You got a dual winner. You got someone that doesn't back down from the challenge, but you got to understand how he fights. He doesn't fight like the world. He doesn't fight with the spirit of the world. He fights with the spirit of the living God that he possesses. His own spirit. He fights his enemy with his own spirit. Your living God fights his enemy with his own spirit. Your living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, fights his enemy with his own spirit, with his own sword, with his own faith, with his own righteousness, with his own salvation. The spirit of the living God fights his enemy with the nature that he's placed inside of you. He said, put on the whole armor of God said, put on the helmet of salvation, put the breastplate of righteousness on, get your head right. When you got the helmet of salvation on, you got yourself, your mind is covered. See, your mind ain't thinking like the world. Your mind ain't focused on the world. Your mind is focused on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the helmet of salvation. You notice he said salvation. He didn't say anything about born again. It's automatically understood that you're born again, but you got to get your mind right in the name of Jesus. You got to get your mind right in Christ in the name of Jesus then once you get your mind right or when you get your mind right you put on a breastplate see you got to put their mind right and if you don't put the mind right you won't put on the righteousness but when your mind get right with the Lord Jesus Christ you put on his righteousness you put on a breastplate of righteousness in the name of Jesus I'm trying to show you how to order I'm trying to show you the order of getting dressed I'm trying to show you the order of getting dressed to do battle in the name of Jesus once you get your mind right you put your breastplate on the breastplate of righteousness what's in your heart what your heart thinks see what goes out of your mind is one thing what comes into your mind is another thing but what swirls around in your heart what swirls around in your heart represents your nature so you got to get the breastplate of righteousness in your heart you got to get the breastplate of righteousness in your heart. That means you got to have provoke and in, 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 in introduce yourself to a culture. You got to introduce yourself to a spiritual culture. You have to introduce yourself to a kingdom culture that's inside of that kingdom, that's inside of that temple that lives inside of you. See, we ain't trying to reach outside of this temple. We're trying to reach inside of this temple and pull out the righteousness that is the Lord Jesus Christ. So we want to link that up to the word of 
God. We want to go to the word of God and understand the heart of God. When you understand the heart of the Lord Jesus Christ, you understand the heart of God. So when you read those Psalms, those Proverbs, those Ecclesiastes, the wisdom books, then you begin to enter into the heart of God. That's the doorway into the heart of God. Once you enter into the doorway of the heart of God, you can begin to perform a heart transplant. You can get all that mess out your heart. You can get all that evilness out your heart. You can get all that revenge out of your heart. You can get all of that self-destruction out of your heart. You can put the Lord Jesus in your heart. You can go to the exchange table and exchange everything that's not like your Lord Jesus Christ. You can exchange all that pain. You can exchange all that suffering. You can exchange all that neglect. You don't have to keep holding that. See, this is a heart transplant we're talking about. That's the righteousness. That's put on the breastplate righteousness. That's putting on the breastplate of righteousness. But see, before you put that breastplate on, you got to do some house cleaning in the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit got to come in and do some house cleaning in the name of Jesus. See, that's what I'm talking about. See, once you get that breastplate on, then you got to get that girdle on. What, you, what do you do with this part of your body? What do you do with that part of your body? The food you consume, the lust of your heart, the lust of your flesh. You see what I'm saying? The pride of life. All those things exist in the gut, in the gut area, in the desire area. What are you truly pushing for? You got to be careful who you lay down with, who you get up with. In the name of Jesus, how you view your sexuality. You need a girdle around that. You need a girdle around that to protect that. You need to protect what you think about yourself. You need to protect what you think about your body. You need to protect what you think about your sexuality. It ain't just your choice. This whole idea that is my choice, is my choice, is my choice to be what I want to be. That's not putting on a girdle. That's not riding yourself. That's not pulling up the girdle of Christ. That's not putting on the whole armor. That's what I'm saying. You are determining yourself what you want yourself to be. That's not putting on the girdle. Breastplate of righteousness, the girdle, protecting your parts, your private parts, your intimate parts, who you are, what you think you are, how do you conduct yourself in the world, what you eat, what you put in your body, how do you use your sexual life in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. This is an armor. This is an armor. This is a suit of armor we're putting on. So you just, you gotta realize that this is your body is not your own anymore, see. You just don't belong to yourself. Your flesh and blood don't just belong to you, see. You don't, when you became born again, you were bought with a price. Not just your spirit, not just your soul, but your whole body. You, your stock, lock, stock and barrel was purchased by the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on down. If you want to be saved, if you want to come out of the pit of hell, come on now. You was purchased off of the slave block of sin death, destruction, the grave in the name of Jesus, held in contempt of the court of God, held in contempt having a violation that you can't pay in the name of Jesus and he purchased you, saw you on the slave block of sin and decided to point your way, told a man to point at you, told a man that you want this one, I want that one, I want this one and some of us kick against the bricks, some of us turn our head away from the from the one that's trying to purchase us off the slave block of sin, I don't want to go I don't want to go. I like this slave block of sin. At least I got people looking at me. At least I'm important to somebody, even if it's the spirit of sin. You know, some people just want to be important to somebody, even if it's sin, even if it's rebellion, 
even if it's doing wrong. You important to the spirit of doing wrong. See, you purchased. So when you get your girdle action together, you get your undergarments, you see. <laughs> That's the girdle is the undergarments. You can't keep putting on them filthy undergarments. You got to change your undergarments. You got to wash them. You got to change them. Now, what you're putting on your feet, where you're walking, what type of boots you're wearing, are you got on flip-flops and sandals at the battle zone? In the battle zone, are you wearing flip-flops and sandals? Do you have the proper footwear to go to battle? Do you have the proper footwear to go to war? You know you're going to war. Your enemy got a lot of landmines. Your enemy, you're going to war against your enemy, the enemy of the living God. You got to make sure. Okay. You know you got an enemy that got booby traps all around your feet. You know you got an enemy that got booby traps all around your feet. What type of footwear are you wearing, see? Shoes. Prepared, see. You got shoes that's ready. Shoes that's laced up. Shoes that's ready to go. Shoes, you see what I'm saying? Sharded with the preparation of the gospel. See, where your feet going is gospel oriented. Where your feet pointed is gospel oriented. Where your feet are pointed, got the gospel laced up in them. Your feet are sharded with the gospel and the shoelaces. The shoelaces of your shoes is the gospel in the name of Jesus. The shoelaces of your shoes is laced with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So you got somewhere to go. You got some place to, you got a man to meet, see. You got a man to meet. You got some place to go and you got a man to meet. I got to come out in the hallway maybe to finish this. You got somewhere to go. You're meeting a man, see. You need the proper footwear on. You need the gospel tied up around your feet, see. That's the gospel tied up around your feet. That means your toes is saturated in the gospel. That means you hear and understand the gospel in your heart, in your spirit, in your ear it says faith come by hearing you got to hear the word of God you don't say faith come by analyzing and breaking it down and that's true but the reality is is that when you hear what the man has to say just by hearing what the man has to say just by hearing what the man has to say about himself sparks faith. That's the mustard seed going down. That's faith. That's the mustard seed going in. That's faith. Get your shoe game right. Once you get your shoe game right, you can pick up that shield, see? That shiny shield of faith. 
See, that's the, that's the body of the Lord Jesus Christ is the shield, see. When you pick up the shield of faith, you're picking up the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, the resurrected body of the Lord Jesus Christ to block all the fiery darts of the enemy. That's not what my Lord says about me. That's not what my Lord wrote about me. That's not what my Lord did for me. That's not what my Lord came. That's, why, well, that's not why my Lord died for me. He had a bigger reason than you, Satan. That's faith. He had a bigger reason than you, Satan. That's faith. See, That's faith in God. God has a bigger way, has a bigger reason, has a bigger purpose than your enemy. That's faith. That's faith believing that your Lord Jesus Christ has a bigger purpose than your enemy. You got to shine up that shield, see? You got to shine it up. You got to buff it up. You got to buff it up by putting it into practice. You buff it up by calling him on his word. You buff it up by putting him in remembrance of his word. You buff it up every time the enemy come against you. You run to the word of God and what it got to say about your life. You run to the word of God and see what it has to say about your existence. You run to the word of God and see what it has to say about your future. You don't have to be confused about nothing. In the name of Jesus, you don't have to be confused. You don't have to know where you're not going when you die. You don't have to know where you're not going. You don't have to know. When you die, you know where you're going. There's no mystery on that day. There's no mystery at that time. And that last item, the most important thing is to pick up the sword, see, because you got some swinging to do. This is an offense and a defensive sword, but you got some swinging to do, see. You got some swinging to do, see. You got some slashing to do. You got some lies to cut down. You got some lies to cut down. You got some enemies of God to cut down with that word of God. See, that word of God is a sword. You have to start swinging it. You have to start using it like it is a sword. You have to start using it and swinging it and putting it on your lips and listening to it and putting it on your lips and start speaking it, start making it a part of how you think start making it a part of how you view the world start making the word start making the word of god the way you live your life we ain't talking about the religion of mankind we're talking about the personality and the culture of a man and how he thinks about himself I want to know how my Lord thinks about himself. Because I'm marrying this man in the great wedding to come. I'm marrying this man as a bride. <coughs> Excuse me, as the bride. As the bride, I'm marrying this man. I want to know everything I need to know, can know about this man. I'm going into relationship with him for eternity. This just ain't some one night stand. See, many of us are in relationship with one night stand gods. He won't be there when you wake up in the morning. And deep down inside, you know it. <laughs> 